Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi everyone, my name is Scott and I am a compulsive overeater. I'm really grateful to be here tonight. I just found out a few hours ago that I'd be speaking tonight, so I haven't really prepared, but I promise you that I'll do my best. I came into the OA Fellowship over 20 years ago. I have lost and kept off 100 pounds for a while. I have also counted 18 medical, psychiatric, neurological, and cognitive health conditions completely healed without doctors, therapists, surgery, exercise, or medication, just by completely overhauling what I put into my body versus what I don't put into my body. And that all started here by looking at my food in OA um, on March 2nd, 2001. That was the, the date of my very first OA meeting. So in OA recovery, I have three types of problems that I deal with. I have physical problems, I have emotional problems, and I have spiritual problems. Uh, My physical problems are my original problems. Those are the problems um, that are about my food. That's my primary problem. That's the problem that got me into the rooms of OA and that has kept me in the rooms of OA. In order for me to get to the other side of my physical problems, I need to work step one, problem, step two, solution, and step three, resolution. Once I've done that, I can move on to my emotional problems, which are my character defects. These are my secondary problems. These are the problems that take place in my head. This is where I focus my attention on all those great works of fiction that I have created. Uh, In order for me to get to the other side of my emotional problems, I need to work step six, problem, and step seven, solution and resolution. Once I've done that, I can move on to my spiritual problems. These are the problems that I get to have today as a result of OA recovery. These are my tertiary problems. These are my luxury problems. Some people call them first world problems. I'm not the biggest, the biggest fan of that term. It makes it sound as for people who are well off are not allowed to have problems, which to me doesn't sound very fair. Uh, but in order for me to get to the other side of my spiritual problems, I only need to work one step, and that's step 10. And within step 10 is the problem, the solution, and the resolution. So speaking of problems, um, I had a lot of problems when I was growing up, and this is me getting into what I was like. Um, One of the biggest problems I dealt with growing up was I was hit quite a bit. My father hit me a lot, my mother hit me a little, and I got beat up a lot by a lot of bullies in my neighborhood at different schools I attended, and um, I had a hard time dealing with that. Very early on, I learned that um, something that can help me cope with that was eating. 
And um, I learned that eating certain foods would help numb the pain, albeit temporarily, but that was better than nothing. Um, some of these foods did not include kale, broccoli, and Swiss chard. It was mostly stuff, a combination of sugar and salt, sugar and flour, sugar and fat, and there were some other things. And then when I got into my preteen years, I graduated to um, soda, Snapple, and kind of those junky man-made beverages. Um, I learned that, you know, with birthday money that I got or some Christmas money or my weekly allowance, um, if those foods or beverages were not available to me at home, I can go to a convenience store and buy my own. And I also learned that if I didn't have enough money, I can steal the money and buy my junk foods and junk beverages that way. Um, the first time I ever stole money from my mom was uh, at age four. Um, this was 1976. Candy bars were 25 cents at the time. So I would steal quarters from my mom's purse and buy candy bars at a local mom-and-pop liquor store. Um, later on, I would, you know, learn to steal from my father. Um, I stole money from my father's friend, who was also uh, an employer of mine. And, um, you know, it's, it's another bad habit that I picked up. And if I ever got caught stealing, I learned that I could just blame someone else. I could point the finger at someone else. And, um, you know, maybe get out of it. So that's yet another um, bad habit I picked up. It's a very anti-step one um, solution to, um, to being caught. It's very anti-looking at myself in the mirror. So um, I picked up some other bad habits along the way, too. But um, that's a little bit of what I was like. I, I, um, I had problems, and through my actions... I added to my problems. Um, what happened was in the early part of 2001, I found myself living temporarily in a halfway house in San Francisco. Um, one of the agreements we had with the halfway house is that in order for me to live there, um, aside from the financial agreement, I needed to do some kind of outside activity for 12 hours a week. Uh, minimum. So what I did was I did uh, group therapy uh, 12 hours a week. Um, at group therapy, I developed a crush on a beautiful woman who was there for the same reasons as me. And uh, through a mutual attendee of this intensive outpatient program, she and I became friends. One day, she randomly invited me to an OA meeting, and I said yes to her invite. Um, but I didn't say yes to her invite because I was morbidly obese and eating out of my garbage can nightly. I said yes to her invite because I really wanted to hang out with her. So we planned for this Friday evening meeting in San Francisco. Now, understand that at that time, there were two Friday night meetings in San Francisco, there was a really big meeting called the Lifeboat Meeting in Noe Valley, and there was a smaller meeting down the hill um, at St. Luke's Hospital. That's the one that she and I had planned on going to together. So um, before we can get to that meeting together, she and I had a falling out and mutually 
decided probably not a good idea to go to that meeting together. Um, but that Friday night rolls around, and as usual, I have nothing better to do, so something in me said, just check it out. It can't hurt. So I went to that meeting, and um, 20 years later, it hasn't hurt. Um, right after the meeting, I went to a restaurant and binged. The next day, I made my first ever outreach call. The day after that, I attended my second meeting, 930 Sunday mornings um, in San Francisco, a meeting that still exists to this day. It's no longer at the Jewish Community Center. It's now at CPMC Davies Medical Center. But that was my second ever meeting. Um, two weeks after that, I got my first sponsor. Um, that sponsor gave me an assignment. He wanted me to read the doctor's opinion from the AA Big Book. So he walked me over to the literature table and um, to get an AA big book, I didn't have enough money. So he talked to the lit person who allowed me to make the payment in two installments. So I gave her a couple of dollars then. I got the big book, came back the following Sunday, and I um, paid her the difference. Um, I read the doctor's opinion and do not remember a single thing about it. At that time, I still had a lot of brain fog thanks to all the the man-made um, chemicals in my body that I needed to detox from. Uh, on March 26, 2001, I found myself at about 7 p.m. Um, having uh, a day where I didn't have any white refined table sugar. But at around 7 p.m., I started to crave the sugar. So I called my sponsor and I said, hey, um, I'm having a problem. I haven't had sugar all day but now I'm really thinking about it. What should I do? He asked me what we had in the kitchen at the halfway house. I told him we had some sliced turkey breast and apples. He said, have an apple, have some of that turkey breast and call me back. I did that. I followed his G-O-D, good orderly direction. The cravings went away. I called him and that was day one of my 20 years today off of white refined table sugar. Um, giving up the sugar is not the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's the most important thing I've ever done in my life because it was the first action I took beyond going to OA meetings and finding a sponsor. It was the first action of many to follow that have given me the wonderful life that I have today. So that's a little bit of what happened. Um, what I'm like now is, uh, my problems of today are much preferable than my problems of yesterday. And I'm going to share with you a recent example of what I am talking about. So Mrs. Wright and I, we've been dating for almost three years. We just bought this great big house in Grass Valley, which is about 45 minutes to an hour north of Sacramento, about two hours from where we live now in Pleasant Hill. And um, last Wednesday, Mrs. Wright and I had an opportunity to get a washer and dryer. So I went, um, I go to look at the washer. That's 10 yeah. minutes, Scott. Ah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'll give you a one minute warning. Oh, perfect. Thank you very much. So um, I go to check out this washer and dryer. It, it checks off all the boxes. We're looking to check off. And um, 
you know, I don't have a truck, so I need to rent a truck from Home Depot. They only have one truck at that location. So I make arrangements to get the truck, come back. And uh, anyway, they helped me load the washer and dryer. And I, I suggest to Mrs. Wright, since we have the truck, we may as well, you know, pack up a bunch of our things and take them up tonight with the new washer and dryer. So um, we do that. Uh, Mrs. Wright is a therapist, and she's trying to build up her own private practice, so she needs to work that night. So the plan is for me to drive up the Grass Valley by myself after a, a full day's work and unload the truck by myself. And I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm actually quite grateful for um, this luxury problem. So um, I drive two hours to Grass Valley with the washer and dryer, three bookcases, and several boxes of books, clothes, and a few other things we had packed earlier. And um, I start unloading by myself. No problem with all the boxes. Even the bookcases were quite easy. Um, but shame on me for not knowing that the washer and dryer was a two-man job. And shame on me even further um, for not knowing that when you're on a downhill slope, heavy items appear even heavier. So I put the washer on the dolly, and at one point it pins me up against one of the walls of the truck. And I just start literally laughing out loud, and I say to God, what have you gotten into me? What have you gotten me into now? Um, I didn't manage to pull the thing off of me, and then I get to the ramp. And you know when you get to the edge of the truck onto the ramp, there's like that little step. Once I got beyond that step, the washer began to drag me down the ramp. And I look up, and I look at the sky, imagining my higher power, and my intuition says, sit on your butt. If you do that, there's less of a chance of that thing dragging you down if you're on your butt versus standing. So I do that, and that's exactly what I needed to do. So I'm sitting on my butt, holding this washer in front of me, and I look up at the sky again, and I start praying. I said, all right, what do I do, God? I mean, this is what it's gotten to, right? When I came to my first meeting 20 years ago, this is what I signed up for, luxury problems. And my intuition said, just scoot down the ramp on your butt and see how that goes. And that's exactly what I needed to do. I repeated with the dryer, and I lived to tell about it. Anyway, um, I'm just incredibly um, grateful for my life today. Um, this house that we bought, it's in Grass Valley. It sits on nearly three quarters of an acre of land. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, I have never lived in a place like this. I've hardly even visited places like this. It's really strange to me that, A, I'll be half owner and B, I'll be um, living in this place, but um, all I need to do is continue doing what I need to do to continue to make this work. And for me, that begins with step one, putting down the fork, step two, defining a higher power that'll work for me, and step three, using that higher power that'll work for me. Anyway, thanks for the invite. I hope that that was helpful. And um, it's my turn to listen to you. Thanks.